1: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup.
0: Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now, in our fifth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom, and you're tuned into the midweek show available each and every Thursday ish on video or audio. So, for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more, of football conversation. Making Monday. A midweek, a blue midweek Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here tonight with Mr. Joe Fares, the aficionado. I can't say aficionado, that's Dave's gimmick, isn't it? The expert on all things football manager, youth football, and just generally Ipswich Sound. Joe, how are you doing? Are you tired? After midweek on a school night away game in MK. Yeah,
3: I, I have been yawning through the day at work. Sort of I had to go on a site visit and I just like, yawn after yawn after yawn, which was awkward. I only got back just after midnight, but just the, you don't have to catch up on what was I actually go to sleep and calm down from driving. And then the kids start crying at quarter past six in the morning. It's sort of not a lot of sleep.
0: Have you ever had that thing where... You're driving home, you're literally falling asleep at the wheel, like I have to stop the car, walk around it or whatever. You get in, you get home to bed and then you can't sleep because your senses are all open. I feel your pain if you yep. have.
3: Yeah, I once went to um, Anfield on a Tuesday, Wednesday night for an England game. I think it was Darren Bent's England debut, it was, it was quite a while ago, and um there was so much traffic getting away from Liverpool. The M6 was shut about four places. We got back at quarter to seven in the morning wow. and had to go to work for... We had to leave for work at quarter past eight. So in hours sleep, I up think, for work.
0: I <laughs> think I can beat you just before we start the football. I did a gig on 7-7. Do you remember when um, there was a terrorism attack yeah, in the yeah. London Underground? And they basically closed off the entire m25 and i had to get from essex to i don't know where it was it might have been like it it would have been like dunstable or something not even that far or what have you and we got down into it i think it took like eight hours or something to get from essex to dunstable because once you'd once you'd stopped you had just stopped um but joe we um we met last night um and first things first can you tell everybody about alan the waiter and how hard it was to order a shandy in Wagamama Milton Keynes.
3: Alan, the waiter was over from Poland he would <laughs> do, do anything that he could to help us and was very keen to make it as easy as possible. But unfortunately they, that, that didn't um, extend to knowing what a shandy was. <laughs> so when I asked for one, it was a case of trying to explain it. It was like trying to teach my three-year-old how to, or my two-year-old how to do something. And he was, trying to get me to have some cloudy lemonade in didn't know how to put chat. the two
0: things through did. on his little um handset did
3: he and then he didn't, he didn't know how to put it through on his handset he then had to go and check that they could mix something with beer because they're told they're not allowed to mix anything with beer and i didn't really even want one that badly it was just <laughs> he was so keen to help me out that it just became quite a long process and he um Managed to bring me a half pint of beer and a bottle of Sprite, which <laughs> did, the, did the trick.
0: The best bit of the conversation was, when you realised this wasn't happening, I'd just have a Coke. And he was like, no, 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 I'm really eager to do this for you, even if it's going to take another eight minutes of your order. But there is a point to this story, because, Joe, um, and leave the spoilers for um, a change of shape 90 seconds into the game, but... At 6:45, the team comes through, and actually, to be fair, our mate Ips Rich was in the know on this. The club publishes um, the team as a 3-5-2 with Coleskews um, playing in defence, and they do kick off like this. But we'll 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 get to that. Um, I'll quickly run through the team, Joe, and tell me your thoughts. Um, I'd said to you on the phone before the game: Is this the day? We see the last of 4-4-2 and, well, that was possibly the plan. So here's the team, Joe. So Holy and Goal, um, Chambers, Skews, Wilson, to so no Wolfenden. Vincent Young, right wing back, Garber, left wing back, no Kenlock. Um, a midfield three. This is the plan, by the way, um, that then doesn't transpire. Um, Downs, Hughes and Nolan, a rather cultured midfield three with the um, now immovable... James Norwood. Well, more on that later. And Caden Jackson. What were your thoughts when that finally came through, as we suspected, it might as a as, as a plan three five two?
3: Yeah, it. Was, I wasn't that surprised with it. Obviously, Rich, the secret squirrel, had um come out of the bushes with his binoculars and had given us a little heads up as to what he heard the team may be. And I wasn't hugely surprised to see James Wilson come in. I'd. I'd I wasn't sure who that was going to be for. Just um, Lambert seems to be wanting to rotate his center back through the season, which is fine, and it's seemingly working when you look at our defensive record. I'm, st- I'm not convinced that excuse is going to be the the player to play in that back three, it? and it sort of shows up the limitations of our squad when you see that he needs to. But, yeah, I wasn't too disappointed. It was one of those ones that I looked at, and thought this is either going to go sort of very well or very badly. There wasn't really going to be anything in the middle of it.
0: And quite annoyingly, we're not going to get to find out, but um we can take another system off the list anyway. Um so Paul Tisdale has been playing pretty steady three five two for all of the games leading up to this. So we'll just go through this. So Nichols, Paul, Martin, Walsh are the um back three, Williams Dickinson are the wing backs, McGrandalls, Kasumu and Houghton and the midfielders. But then I think he kind of overthinks this and gets in his own way. I expected Hiram Boateng to be close to Nombe up front. When I saw them against AFC, they had a proper front two, both both playing up. But in what I can only describe as either a 3-6-1 or a 5-4-1, um, Tisdale tries to one-up Lambert on the matching up. And... After ninety seconds of the game, Joe, what does what does Lambert do with his three five two?
3: Well, Ed, I, I, I couldn't tell whether it was Lambert doing this or Cole Skuse almost taking it upon himself to do it. He looked Cole Skuse looked to be sort of in conversation with Chambers and then sort of speaking to the others and almost sort of working out himself. And then all of a sudden, we we just went to a sort of four four two diamond in effect. But the the only thing interesting thing was that while it was a diamond, Skuse was still sitting a bit deeper and. Dropping in with the centre backs pushing them wide a little bit, which and the full backs were playing really high up the very pitch high for, for a lot of the first half. Yeah. So they were. They, so while it wasn't free at the back, and while it did go to a diamond, in a way, it still sort of when we when we had the ball, it did drop to that. And Scuse was sitting at sort of very deep as a holding midfielder, spraying balls about.
0: Yeah, it was um it was annoying. I think because I was really eager to see that system play out we've, we've been trying to figure out um the way you can get a front two in and maybe you can get a, a number 10 naturally in there and not get outnumbered in midfield and make use of your fullbacks and this um although fans of Danny Rowe and you know Gwion Edwards might not uh, might not agree because this system doesn't fit them it would have been interesting to at least tick it off and and get to see it but Look, we'll come back to what may happen in the Gillingham game and um, we'll get your get your thoughts on that. But um, I thought Tisdale made a big mistake um, not having the two up and leaving one up against three centre-backs because he pretty much surrenders the first half as soon as we change to that diamond. And you're right, it wasn't... you Remember when we were doing it last season, Joe, like at Norwich, it was quite a stiff, structured diamond wasn't it Mm. this was a bit more um downs could press nolan could come back and forth and hughes naturally gravitates left anyway but there wasn't a right you're off to the right you're off to the left and you're the 10 do you know what i mean
3: no those the three ahead excuse were quite sort of interchangeable nolan was the one who was getting forward and getting around the striker but those three did sort of work quite well as a sort of triangle moving around the pitch
0: um so downs has a Early sort of shot over the top. Um, I've made a note on 10 minutes, Joe, about... Um, and I, I, I don't want to be wise after the event because we've said for weeks on the pod, get the fullbacks up, get the width from fullback. And um, and that's what they did. You're saying if SKUs is deep, fullbacks forward, um, you've essentially got four across the middle then once they get up. And Joe, um, well on top. And on eleven minutes or twelve minutes, um, if you take the lead, just take me through um, how you felt we started in the and this opening winning goal.
3: Well I, I thought I thought we started really well. We were sort of really playing about and that that midfield four was just sort of oozing quality. They they <laughs> like Milton Keene's gonna get near us in midfield. We were just sort of knocking it around them, some really nice passing football, getting the full backs forward probably by this point we had six or seven crosses into the box at this point, or maybe after the goal, because it was two and it was, um, I'm not sure who put the first cross in, I presume Vincent Young from that's, the right-hand side. It's was Norwood. Oh, was it Norwood? Out yeah. wide, put the cross across, which Nolan was actually pretty close to that one. And then it goes across Garbert, picks it up, plays it back to Hughes, and Hughes just sort of drops his shoulder and just whips in a sort of low ball. And, Nolan with a really smart finish. He sort of opens his body up well and flicks it flicks it across the keeper into the goal. That was that was a that was a really good goal that was.
0: Yeah, we talked about pattern of playing, keeping the ball a lot, but what is lethal, Joe, is your full backs virtually playing as wingers and a midfield up supporting the forwards, you essentially have five attacking players all um all in there at once. So um this is the thing we haven't quite managed to see yet with this four-four-two. So maybe um, it will record. Well, we haven't
3: that. had John Nolan fit, have we? And I think that is a—he's—he's he's been a player that Paul Lambert, I think, has been really keen. I've sort of mentioned on the pod a few times. He's—he's he's one that he's—I think he's a massive fan of him from the back end of last year, and I think he's been really keen to get him back in the team. And you can see why because he is the one midfielder that does sort of look to get on the end of things and gets in the box, gets oh, ahead of the strikers Joe. where necessary.
0: Even aside to that, I think he improves the ball retention of those other two of downs and skews, you know, because what downs might lack in calmness Nolan has and what skews might lack in sometimes being a little bit overcautious with with the passing. Um, I think Nolan, Nolan can help with that with receiving it in tight spaces as well. So, um, yeah, I'm quite high on Nolan. Um, Joe should have been 2-0 up after 18
3: minutes. Yep, Cole Schuess nips in, doesn't he? And I speak to my friends about this at the game. Like, how many chances have we had this year from a Cole Schuess especially or Flynn Downs just nipping in with a tackle, winning the ball and just setting up a counter attack from there. If you think back to the Shrewsbury goal, that was it's going to be another Schuess one in this in. half as well. <laughs> and yeah, and <laughs> yeah. we've just done it. We've just done it so many times where Downs and Scuse have just got ahead of their man, and Wolfenden's actually done quite well at it when he's played. Just sort of read the ball, get ahead of their man, and win it and just set us away and
0: and Joe people were going to get asked about the second half drop off but you've just made a really good point that one of the most creative things we do is a balmy high press from centre midfield and of course that's going to drop off in the in the second half you're not you're not going to be able to maintain that in games but um on to Norwood um decent ball in for for Jackson and he's this is the dictionary definition of big chance on my stats websites, isn't it?
3: Yeah, he's, he's he's got to lift it, doesn't he? Sort of, he's in and he he doesn't really do enough. I think whether he's trying to go through the keeper's legs or round him, but this one has just got to be lifted high into the goal because, you, you, like I say, you've, you've got to score that, really, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, especially when your game is right. I'm the quick guy who runs in behind and you know finishes well you know you've got to do the finishing bit as well as the running in running in behind bit but we're not we're not being stiff on Jackson I just think the game the game changes if that goes that goes 2-0 yeah draw, you i always wanted play 20 minutes earlier then
3: whether he wasn't expecting Norwood to pass it, because Norwood had quite a sort of straight run into the goal. Whether he, I was expecting Norwood to take a touch and almost have a shot from where he was, because he hasn't been the most selfless player in front of goal this season. And
0: It was the right call to pass, though, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: oh, it was the right pass, and he executed the pass well, and like I say, Jackson's just got to lift it up. But he sort of made the run, created the chance, and he's sort of not going to be too critical of strikers getting chances.
0: And key, the key point you've already made is this comes from a press and a tackle from centre midfield not from keeping the ball building up pressure and picking a team off um 33 minutes down goes Norwood um I suggested to you that he already had a knock but you suggested that Jackson had had a knock five minutes earlier because Keane was all ready and they had the iPad all set up with the um instructions for Keane um, they were already going through this and he was right ready to go but um
3: well, when Jackson went through on goal, he went. He had treatment. He stayed down after that, and the keeper sort of got Milton Keynes to pass the ball off the pitch. And he had he received treatment on the pitch from the physio, which is when Keane first went out and started okay. warming up. So, but I don't know how far apart they were. You sort of lose track of it sometimes, don't you?
0: Interesting. Um, actually, I don't because I write everything <laughs> down. Um, that was fifteen minutes of fifteen minutes apart. So, um, but is it a groin for Norwood?
3: That's what Lambert has said today, Groin. He said he doesn't expect him, and the way he is, he doesn't miss many games, and he hopefully he won't miss too many with this, but I think he's got bit he's got to be a bit of doubt for Saturday a muscle injury on a midweek game when you've got a weekend game coming up and with manager a, with a
0: talking about rotation every press conference and, and as well. with a
3: week with a week gap after it as well. It's sort of like is it worth the risk mm. to to play him obviously i'm sure we'll cover that later but
0: um so will Keane comes in this is his first um football as a as a fully fledged um came, he came on, on saturday
3: oh Dom did he Caster. yeah yeah oh
0: beg your pardon i wasn't yeah. there was i um how many minutes did he do on saturday
3: about 20 20 25 minutes
0: so he's gonna do um he's gonna do well over an hour here with all the stoppage time and to your point joe 38 minutes down slams into a tackle and this is the one time i think in the game where ipswich marry high intensity pressing and good football because there's a lovely four or five passes it goes out to jackson down the left who has looked quite handy at times in in these positions obviously set up that goal for downs and you love to see it don't you striker on the left wing right fullback nearly getting across to the near post um joe is this the upside that's going to convince people like me who are still like how have we got so many points i'm not convinced um this was great football wasn't it
3: yeah this was brilliant it's probably the best best move of the match as well sort of the pace and the intensity of the break and jackson again he does really well he 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 sort of he runs those channels really well. But he also, for the for Downs' goal as well the other week, he, he actually has a look and plays yeah. a ball in it. It's not just a you can when flash that ball across. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's not just flashing the ball across to nobody. He's, he is having a look. And Vincent Young made up a lot of ground to get there. And he was the only person to aim for. And Jackson picks him out. And Vincent Young just sort of under a bit of pressure. But he, I think he'd have been disappointed that he didn't sort of trouble the keeper with that effort.
0: Yeah, great, great stuff. And this is... This is the upside, isn't it? If you can marry all that stuff together. Um, Chance for MK on 40. Garber a couple of times did have problems with Williams, the right wing back, who was a very willing runner off him. He gets free in the box. He should do better with this. Knocks it across the box. Um, And yeah, Nombe can't put it in. Um, We get to half time. Um, Albeit, I think Tisdale overthought himself and... um, set Lambert up to make the change um it was really good value in that in that first half Milton Keynes poor really and I'm putting it down to that one up front business
3: yeah well I think I agreed with Lambert that we should have been more than one up at the break we sort of we dominated the half we played some really played some really good stuff especially in the midfield we looked dangerous when we broke the fullbacks had got forward it had been a sort of as close to a good half of footballers we've sort of played this year. It's probably our best half of the season, I'd say. Mm.
0: Um, so, half-time, um, Tisdale admits, really, he's got it wrong. Um, Bowery comes in um, for Dickinson, Britain in for Walton. and he matches up. So, he goes to a back four and a diamond, basically, with Kasumu sitting. Um, and Bowery joins Nombe up front. And they're going to be a lot more of a threat now in this half and we're going to get the pattern that we've had in a few games this season um keen has an effort straight at the keeper at the start of the half um and then mk start getting into a bit of a clash of heads thought we might lose skews on 53 um chance here for downs keen and downs again it comes from pressing though joe Mm -hmm. it's keen and um downs pressing um, Keane slides downs in kind of right angle of the box could downs have held that and picked out an option or was the shot the right thing
3: I think the shot was sort of the right thing but realistically the best you're hoping for is hit it with enough power that it either beats the keeper or the keeper can't hold it and someone coming in is after it there wasn't there wasn't really a huge amount of other options but you've, you've really got to strike those well to beat a keeper mm.
0: um, 58 MK corner big scramble on this one, um Burry point blank in there just won't fall for him. And I had it pretty much from about the hour now. Ipswich are sitting in and um defending the lead. Uh Nombe nods off, um Barry with a left foot, a first of a couple of good saves by Thomas Holy. MK well on top here. Um Georgiou comes in for Emir Hughes, Joe, and Ipswich, I I guess it was supposed to be a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1, but very quickly ends up... um, Kane Jackson goes out wide on about 69 minutes, ends up pretty 4-5-1 looking for the rest of the game. Do you agree?
3: Yeah, um, Jackson was... As, as Giorgio came on, it felt like Jackson was straight out there almost. And sort of Nolan had just sort of drifted that way and sort of it looked like it was going to try and be a 4 4 2, but that soon changed and it was 4 5 1. And Jackson was back with a fullback a lot of the time with Keane pretty isolated.
0: Um, MK dominating now, really. They're having all of the ball. Um, Jackson goes out and Edwards comes in on 74. Nice counter here. Joe, could have, um, could have picked them off here. Georgiou, good strength. Nolan, good um, good stamina this deep into the game. Yeah. Um, gets down the side. Um, the real killer ball is for Keane, that they can't quite manage that. But it goes all the way back to Edwards. show. you would have had a much better view of me of this shot. What happened?
3: I, does he take a touch? I, can't, I think he takes a touch and then gets it blocked or hits it first time and it's blocked. But it really had opened up that had he just... He could have gone back to Keane as well on the ball as well. So where it's come all the way across from Nolan, Keane has sort of pulled himself back. That if Edwards were able to sort of square it back, Keane would have just been in and sort of certain to score almost.
0: Hmm. Um, big chance for MK. Probably the best chance of the game here. Um, it's just a big diagonal into the back post, but they've overloaded three of them on Garber at, uh, left back here. Falls to Houghton. And De Gea-esque with his feet here from... Holy, really nice save, Joe.
3: Yeah. From, from our end, it looked like the guy just hit the volume had, um, sort of just dragged it really far wide. And then he got given us a corner. So we thought, oh, bloody hell, he must've saved that. And then when you look back at the highlights, it's a really good save because it's really sort of well struck and he hasn't really got, he has, it's, it's almost straight at him, but he's got to adjust to that and keep it out. And from the sort of one side of the goal, he's got to clear it the whole way to the other side of the goal. So it was a, that was a really good save.
0: Um, Nolan embarking on some glorious housery around this part of the game where he does that thing of committing a foul and then pretending he's hurt himself. And then he draws a foul and a booking a minute later and he's still
3: yeah.
0: selling that his hand hurts. Um, here comes Agard for Boateng for MK. So, proper. this is a proper 4-3-3. No wide players here, just three nah. strikers on, um, three up front. Um, non bay curls, one from range. Nothing doing these. are not... Big chance, the long ball in. And I suppose when we talk about the defence in a minute, Joe, didn't concede um, many chances. I've said clinging on and hanging on. Um, Free kick. Houghton tries to catch out Holy. No one was catching out Holy yesterday. Um, Downs yellow down in your corner. And a marked header. From
3: it was, um, it was never like Downs was so clearly fouled there that he's sort of taking the ball in the corner and he's in front of him. And the guy just bundles through the back of him. The ref doesn't give us a free kick. And then Downs obviously gives him a, his opinion on it, which was um, obviously not that ideal. But then, and then later on somebody else I can't remember I think Edwards does there and the exact same thing happens. He gives a foul later on. Downs is, sort of fouled again well a foul is given against Downs even when he's got the ball and Downs has a little kick out of the player which could have been Mm. could have sort of seen him in trouble because he's now on four bookings for this season as well already
0: interesting um header from a corner in the 94th of 97 minutes in in this one but um for all of the you know maybe I'm reconsidering my opinion a little bit here for all of the possession and the territory just really that diagonal into the box and um getting out and into the drop zone um joe we're going to come on to the um our ips that good debate i'm sure in um it, the league table and the points says that they're very very good um give me your give me your um take on this game um split it into two halves though so.
3: first half i thought sort of to keep things simple I thought the first half we were very good on the ball and the second half we were very good off the ball we we sort of we played them off the park in the first half and the second half we they they had all the ball but without creating anything really I know they had a sort of couple of chance I think it just looked worse because from the Ipswich end we were watching everything sort of happening at the far end and it's difficult to gauge things but like the people around me go get into him close him down and all of a sudden a cross just drifts harmlessly off for a goal kick and it's like you don't want to be committing to your man when he's just floating around 30 yards from goal and the best he can do is just drift a ball off the pitch and I'm sure you had a better view from where you were in the sort of prawn sandwich <laughs> um, hot tea section that um, you could just we were never really in any danger and whilst we weren't Fighting into them and pressing them and trying to win the ball back, we were quite content and comfortable with where they were with the ball and didn't really get into any trouble.
0: Well, from my vantage point, Joe, there there was a sense of us sitting back. But the one thing that Lambert was constantly coaching was the kind of midfield team shape and getting people back behind the ball, you know, before attacks were mm. were developing. You know, getting wide players into the low mid low block position yeah so we,
3: it, was we were almost, definitely it was almost McCarthy I was it, gonna say we were definitely
0: to quote off the Mick book. we were sitting in weren't we but yeah um, how would this game have played out if um, MK had played two up front and both teams had gone 3-5-2 from the start
3: it's just impossible to say really isn't it but I think they didn't seem to have much quality at all where we we had a fair bit so I'd have I'd have expected us to be able to outgun them if we'd have played the same formation just with the quality we had on the pitch. That
0: seems to be the um, modus operandi of the season, doesn't it? Outgunning with with better players. Um, Great. And um, just a quick one, Joe. It's just bizarre. I know it's always bizarre going to Milton Keynes, this beautiful stadium with no fans in it. But why were 3,000 Ipswich supporters on a Tuesday night... um, uh, given to go up to Milton Keynes amazing um
3: no yeah, normal support yeah it's definitely no normal but it's, it's 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 an incredible sort of performance from the fan base again like they've been brilliant all all season with sort of how many tickets they've sold to games and this is like I say, it's not school holidays it's not the summer what I know it's quite a nice day a so rubbish it was a uh, place to get to as well yeah, there'll be a lot of. I, I know Ipswich does have a lot of fans that live in London and
0: sort of yeah. in
3: Cambridge, Bury and Edmund. So it's not actually too far around from those places, but it's still still a trek on a Tuesday night. And it's, but I say three three thousand six hundred was it there? It's un- unbelievable support, Joe, really. And,
0: load um at least three groups of town fans in the bit I was sitting came and came up and said hello to me.
3: As yeah, well. so,
0: so there were more Ipswich fans there than.
3: Like I say we've got. We've sold out for Gillingham on Saturday, which I think is 2,100. If you just swap those two games round, we'd have still taken 2,100 to Gillingham on a Tuesday night. And we'd have probably taken five, five and a half thousand to Milton Keynes on a Saturday. The way the way the fan base is at the moment, it's, I say it's brilliant to see. Hopefully the team keeps winning and the fans keep going
0: hashtag no normal i'm just going to post it every time we sell out and away and right joe we've got no script here and the plan is to just go through the game And we've got a load of brilliant questions here so let's try and we'll just go through questions and then we'll get your feel on gillingham and judge and kenlock and wolfenden and what you think possibly the system's going to be there um Adrian Williams says, apart from Wickham, I think we have five of the top six there come the end of the season and Doncaster will replace Wickham. Um, Do you think, Joe, this is going to be one of those ones where it settles in early and there's a few ahead of the rest, let's just say?
3: It went like that very much in League One last year, didn't it? The sort of top four pulled away and then there was a sort of four or five behind them. But came I haven't, really late though, didn't they? Yeah, I haven't updated my League One ladder yeah. at the moment to check the league table. But um, yeah, Coventry looked very good. Sunderland are obviously going to be up there with the sort of quality that they've got. Peterborough look to be absolutely oh, flying at the moment. Oh, are
0: frightening at the moment, don't they?
3: Yeah, I saw, like, I saw uh, before last night's game, I haven't even seen that yet, but like Marcus Madison has five assists purely for Ivan Tony, So he's set him That's up for five ridiculous. of his goals, which is like when you look at the championship, that like the whole of last season, there aren't players that, like that. That would probably be third That's in the championship. That's and Pussy. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, unbelievable
3: really. And Jukovic he seems and to, like Ferguson uh, seems to have stumbled across something, which is definitely working. And like I say, if I Sir, Tony and Madison stay fit, not many teams are going to be able to stop them with the amount of goals they can score. So
0: we're quite happy with that 2-2 two, two out of the way in, in all. Yeah, I think really that will prove to be a good that. result. Yeah, very much so. Um, cool. Uh, ITFC Analytics says, can you see Dazelle now being given another chance as a result in change of system, uh, which can easily fit him in now with skews and downs protecting him more um, and now has runners in front of him? Do you feel he can take the opportunity? So ITFC Analytics presuming either that you play a three-five-two and skews freeze up a place or skews and downs are there, but there's a third third place in midfield. Is Hughes, Judge, etc., Nolan
3: all ahead of Dezel, though? It's, it, well, it seems like that way at the moment, but I, I, don't, I don't doubt that Andre Dezel will have more chances this season to prove himself, and it's just a case of making sure that when he does get the chance, he takes it. Mm. Um, he's not going to he's not going to not start a game between now and January is he he's, he's going to get chances
0: the Ipswich egg what do you see John Nolan's role being now he is back fit
3: well, well he's, he's definitely someone that's going to be a key player for the team because like I say he's, he's a player that Lambert has liked last year and I'm pretty sure he'll be almost one of the first names on the team sheet probably is sort of somewhere between an 8 and a 10 but with the midfielder with the most sort of sort of the least defensive responsibility and the most licence to attack to try and get ahead of the ball because he's got the best knack for it and is the best finisher out of, out of that lot, probably. Mm. And he said today he could score 10 goals at this, this season if he continues playing where he is. And I don't, don't well, doubt that Shrews- at all.
0: He did that for Shrewsbury under Hurst, yeah. didn't he? And you would think this team will score more goals than Hurst's mm. Shrewsbury. Um, Arthur Pickthorn says, How ideal... Would Daryl Murphy have been last night, especially in the second half, just feeling nostalgic, nothing against Will Keane. Do we have, Um, I th- I thought Keane looked all right last night. And do we have that player, Joe, if we're consistently going to go hell for leather in the first half and a bit more defensive the second, do we have that, that outlet in Keane or maybe Norwood, I suppose?
3: Yeah, I think Norwood is the sort of player that will put himself about and sort of hassle defenders and sort of keep the, keep the pressure up. And Keane is a player who's got the sort of quality and the touch to bring it down and allow allow other players the time to join him. But probably not sort of as well as Murphy did it. But who does? Sort of, yeah, yeah. That's that season for Murphy was unbelievable, really.
0: Um, Paul says, question for Joe: Only one goal in the last two games is. The 100 goals for the season um, in jeopardy. That's yeah, fifteen Barry, in eight games. Berry have not helped us here. <laughs>
3: <Bye>. <laughs> That's a joke, football fans. Don't get <laughs> don't get triggered by that one. No, I, like I say I. I think I did the extrapolation. We we're on on target for 99 points currently, so we do need to pick our form up a little bit. Um.
0: ITFC Mark says, main reason tonight going from a team that completely bossed the first half looking unbeatable to a disorganized mess, holding back, no threat in the second half, please. Am I wrong for wanting this squad to show a clearer gap between us and the likes of Doncaster and MK Dance? He may have been a bit bit harsh there um, in terms of a disorganized mess. Holding back, well, I... You know, I agree with that seemed to be deliberate. Um, should we be way better than Doncaster and MK Dons?
3: Well, I don't think we're going to be way better than them. At the end of the day, it was only a few months ago, we were probably one of the worst championship teams in the history of the league. And so it's a, it's a long way to go from there. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's frustrating how much we held back yesterday because... Like, but the thing is, if Jackson scores that goal, if one of the other things drops to it, and we're 2-0 up and we sit back on it, then... It's not a huge issue. I thought we were very sort of well-organised sitting back, but just not, not, like I say, not very good on the ball. We were good off the ball in the second half as opposed to both. It just depends how, during the course of the season, where I'm sure we all want to be is where we're sort of good on the ball and off the ball, which... And but good we're still on a the work... ball
0: for longer in, longer in games.
3: Yeah, we're, we're still a work in progress, though.
0: So. Yeah, and I mean, this is the thing that I'm getting so confused about as these points just rack up and there's still a zero in the... um in the defeats box and um, well over two points per game now, well into September. Yeah,
3: how, how long did it, I know it's a different league, but how long did it take us to get 18 points last oh, must season? Must
0: have been Christmas, must not it?
3: Probably longer than that, wasn't it? Probably.
0: We had a load of draws though, didn't we? So once yeah. the, once the second win came at, against Wigan, um, yeah. probably, probably around then, wasn't it? But um, no, uh, Jack, Phillips says Nolan or judge in the role behind the striker. And he says the diamond showed a more clear identity to our play. I agree with him on that. I thought, and I've been the one thing I have been a bit reticent about is the inability to control games. And some would argue that sitting back and not giving the other team any chances is quote controlling a game. I prefer if we did it more with the ball, but particularly in that first half, that's probably the best we've been with the ball this season. Um, anyway, to his question, Nolan or Judge in that role?
3: Well, I think it's they're, they're both going to contribute in that role and Nolan can obviously drop in a little bit deeper. But at the moment, Nolan's Nolan played well there last night. So I, I don't see you be changing that. The judge is going to need to take his opportunity when he gets it. But I think it's probably going to end up something like Downs well, if we stick with the diamond, if we talk about it in that way, Skew sitting behind maybe Downs and Nolan with Judge ahead of them, with Hughes coming in as and when, and sort of having six players rotating across the four positions constantly.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Um, Jack, I
3: just, I just checked the stats. It was Rotherham at home We when we beat them 1-0, it took us to 18 points on January the 12th.
0: Wow. I was thinking about this. It was like five wins, wasn't it? And it's 10 months of season, isn't it? Which is yeah. a win every two months. And mm. yeah, we may well do another seven points this week. be nice, wouldn't it? Um, Jack Barham says, what formation do you think will now take place for the rest of the season? He says, 4 4 stroke 4-4-3, or now, now the diamond is back, or Joe, are we going to see a whole hodgepodge of them?
3: I, th- I think it's going to be... Horses for courses, really, and I think it's good. But I, th- I think we will settle on sort of sort of going between the sort of diamond, the three, three at the back, and four three three. I, I don't think we're going to see much four four two going forward. I I honestly so four, think three, we're going to get three, away from Joe that. is
0: the only one that allows people like Rowe and Edwards um, yeah. to play properly in a in a yeah. sort of widish winger wingery position.
3: Yeah, I think that would be the case.
0: Yeah. Um. Matt Jones says, question for Joe. Aren't you very popular tonight, Joe? On <sighs> on Football Manager, ITFC physio Alex Chapman always has a bronze status and takes a decade to get up to gold. Surely based on the quantity of injuries this guy has to deal with every
3: season, he deserves silver alone.
0: Is your game that nerdy now that the physios are rated?
3: I, well, the physios are rated. I don't know anything about these bronze and gold. Is, this might be on the, on the mobile version of the game or... I only, I only play the desktop, so I don't know anything about the gold, silver and bronzes, but I always say, don't trust your assistant manager's view. Make, make your own.
0: Mm. I heard Tony Pulis say exactly the same thing on um, whatever that program is with Chris Kamara and Alex Scott. Trust your own eyes, he said. That was his advice to Jonathan Woodgate. Andy Gray brings up Samassi Abu and asks, wonder if Sebassi, <laughs> was Sebassi, Samassi Abu realised we were actually booing him. I think he did, didn't he? boo earns. I was at Bramwell Lane when Samassi Abou scored. Did he score at Portman Road ever?
3: I think so. I think he just scored the one goal. I remember in the warm-ups, he used to balance the ball on his neck and flick it about 20 yards in the air and catch it on his neck. He, and just do that for about techers. 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. yeah. The best one was King Clardsey warming up. Just kick-ups for 20 minutes. Brilliant. No running. Nothing. Um, Dommy Boy says... Who should play alongside Wilson Saturday with a winky um, face? Seriously, though, who would have thought a freebie reject from Lincoln would actually be more than a half decent player? Does he deserve a longer term contract based on early season form? Um, A wild reaction for Wilson last night, who I thought um, defended um, very sensibly where... Nombe is quite strong and quite quick. He just booted it into touch, didn't he? And he got there first. He did everything, um, sort of Neil Warnock-type defending, just kick it, head it, clear it. Um, Are the fans going overboard, or was this a really good performance by um, Wilson?
3: Well, it was a really good performance. I'm I'm not sure the fans are... Maybe some may be going overboard, but I I thought he was really good, and he's... I, I haven't been massively impressed with him so far but he's reliable obviously a perfectly capable league one centre half but his distribution sometimes leaves a little bit to be desired but and with regards to extending his contract I think that's a sort of two-way discussion he um I read something with him in one of the programs where he said he only signed till January because he doesn't effectively want to sign up to be third fourth choice in the team he's played what, five games a season now including the cup game and I think if we want to keep him to the end of the season, he's going to need to be playing a similar ratio of games. He's going to need to be, have played 10, 12 games when it comes to January if we if we want to keep him. And it's once Encialla's back fit, will, will we be able to offer him enough football to stay? But we'll Doomsday, see. stay
0: Dave Diamond keeps saying injuries will come. Yeah,
3: um, no, no. He's definitely done enough to earn a, earn a contract extension. It's just... Can we we keep him happy? Um, With him playing as much as he is at the moment, I'm sure he'll sign it straight away. But if NCR is back fit, how many games is he going to get? We're not going to rotate four, surely. it's still going to stick to three.
0: Um, If we play a back three, we'll rotate four.
3: Mm, But would Scoose be one of, if we're playing a back three?
0: Good point. Well made. Um, Joe, you weren't very high on Toto's performance in the under-23s at Burnley.
3: (laughs) Well, I I obviously didn't watch the game, but it sounded like from their feed... But... According to Phil at those were the days, the local journos said that maybe Barry Cotter gave away one of the penalties rather than Enciala, but oh. the 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 live text was They don't Enziala's, look alike. <laughs> Enciala has given away a penalty and then it was Enciala clatters someone in the box, but the ref decides not to give a penalty, and then it was Enciala gives away another penalty and One of my big criticisms of Toto has been these rash challenges that he puts in which cost us games last year and he was unlucky to be punished for all his errors, but QPR the penalty, Rotherham the free kick, when we lost in the last minute, Derby the free kick that Tom Lawrence scored from Redcast Wednesday and everything he was doing was being punished and you just can't be that reckless. Maybe you can a little bit more in League One, but he was the Burnley's two strikers on Monday were sixteen years old and he was Mm Gave away nearly three penalties against them. Potentially.
0: Just quickly on, on Toto. Just to play devil's advocate. Sometimes when people go away. And they're not around for a while. They appear to improve in people's absence. Making the the heart grow fonder. I know there's a big clamour for Toto. And he's massively popular isn't he? He's funny and he's on social media. And he did the thing with the autistic kid the other day. And he answers people on, on Instagram. Have we... I mean, I, I love Toto. One of one of my favourite performances of Accrington. He was literally our only good player at Accrington last season. But mm. is absence making the heart grow fonder with Toto?
3: I, th- I think it's because he finished last season quite well, didn't he? The okay, last few yeah. games of the season, he, pl- he played quite well. And then you expect him to come back and there's going to be a good challenge between Chambers, Wolfenden and Toto, who's going to get the nod. And obviously, he had a muscle injury in pre-season, which I know Lambert was furious about. So I don't know whether that will have put him down in his estimation, whether he hadn't done his sort of done things properly and hadn't stretched properly to have that injury because that was one that Lambert mentioned four or five times. So I don't know, but the way the way we're defending at the moment and the way Chambers and sort of Wolfenden are playing, four, I don't see how he could go ahead of four them. Four
0: goals conceded in eight games. That's absurdly good, isn't it?
3: When you look at it, the four, and the four goals. One is just from a howler from Chambers. The sort of a couple of good goals that Peterborough scored, and then who else scored? I can't remember. Oh, AFC Wimbledon. Yes, yeah,
0: breakaway, yeah, Guinness. World yeah, goal, so yeah. Like
3: I say, and we, it's not like like Holy has played well, but it's not like he's pulling off Bart levels of saves. He had his where, first
0: really influential game last night. I thought actually, I thought I he thought he played well his- on
3: Saturday as well.
0: Yeah, again, I can't yeah. speak to that. Yeah. Um, Dylan asks, is it just me who feels that's always a bad way to start a question? Isn't it? Is it just me who feels that Chambers would be the biggest loss to this team if they got a long-term injury? Um, and he's talking about the leadership. Um, could you argue now that um Norwood offers leadership through his kind of charisma? Skews obviously offers leadership, and I sometimes think the way Downs presses that he offers. Leadership yeah. and Mr. Kane Vincent Young on the ball um, shows a lot of far more experienced tenured players how to use the ball, doesn't yeah. he? Jesus.
3: Um, but Chambers' um, leadership would be would be a big loss. I, I don't think Chambers being injured would be the biggest loss, which was the question. Because, like for example, if Vincent Young gets injured, I think the downgrade from him is a lot more severe than the downgrade from Chambers. But I, I do think sometimes fans maybe underestimate the sort of the role Chambers. Has at the club and how much he's respected by sort of the management team and and the rest of the players and you could see how much that win meant to him last night with his fist bump at the end of the game and he so was. I thought he'd retired. Well, now we're flying atop top of the league. <laughs> he's got to. He's back, but no, I, I thought he's. I thought the last two games he's been really, really good. I think his distribution has been a lot better even than the last two games. Dave said in the which,
0: Shrewsbury game as well that he rated his performance highly. I'd
3: say he got Wolfenden out of couple, trouble a couple of times on Tuesday. He didn't last night because Wilson, sorry, on Saturday, Wilson didn't get into any trouble last night, but Chambers Chambers was really good again last night.
0: Um, Blue Soap, not really a question. Formation surely need to be flexible so that the team can set up on a game-by-game basis um i do agree with blue soap i just think that
3: ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
2: Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A few
0: of these systems are all very similar whereas a couple of them the 442 is I think the question for me is are you loading up centre midfield and playing a 10 or are you playing with wide players because those yeah. are two different things that aren't too interchangeable you can you can switch from a 352 to a 4231 fairly straightforward but That would be as we
3: we did last night, the diamond to the uh, the, the, the 3-5-2 Yeah, Yeah.
0: Um, but it's it's wingers now, isn't it? Um, Especially given most of these are asking for two up front. Um,
3: And I think there's a clear sort of way we're trying to play, which is (laughs) counter-attacking. Nipping in, intercepting the ball and making counterattacks. And when you look at on who scored, which now helpfully have all the League One data oh, as well as best championship. news of the
0: season that, isn't when, it? Go when on. you
3: look at the top interceptions in the league, it's like Cole Skuse and Luke Wolfenden are right up there. I think Flynn Downs maybe as well. But we've got a lot of a lot of players and we are clearly trying to intercept the ball, press high, nick it and get and those two forwards
0: one on one with two centre halves, aren't you? Yeah. Two on two. Um FPL Tractor says, is playing 4-4-2 with Judge on Saturday, then a formation with a 10 with Judge on the bench last night, just teasing him. I'm sure Judge would have been, if he wasn't going to play, he would have been happy to see a system that he can come into um, far easier, would you have thought, Joe?
3: Yeah. And also, you have to remember that while the squad was resting and Lambert is making a huge deal about rotating and keeping everyone fresh, Judge was away playing two games of Ireland in the international break. And, sort of wrestling for the midweek game isn't a huge surprise when you look at it that way.
0: In terms of um, yesterday, someone in the second half to keep hold of the ball with some dribbling and roam about with it, he would have been ideal, actually, in that second half yesterday, wouldn't he? Um, At Ippy Blue says, shall we spend a little more time enjoying the winning of football games and the league position before we melt down about player selections and formations? I don't think anybody's having a meltdown, are they? Um, Certainly... My, um, my, my thing that I've now had for weeks and weeks and weeks is um, that Lambert tried to create a possession-based style of football and, you know, playing through. And we thought with that Leeds game at the end of last season that that was the way to go. Um, and that's kind of been turned on its head, Joe. And you've just identified the sit-back, counter-attack, get two guys up top, play quite direct, don't take any risks. Um, so we're all as Ipswich fans now just kind of learning, is that what the what the system is? All I'm talking about, and I don't want to be misinterpreted, is controlling games. Because I just feel there's been times where we've won and we haven't controlled the games. And I would I would like to see us be able to do that. What's, what's your view, Joe?
3: Yeah, I think... Um... I can understand the point about wanting to control the game, but I don't think we're going to be setting up as a side that wants to have a lot of possession. I think we are setting up to counter attack. And while we had a lot of sort of, sort of not necessarily from yourself, but there was a lot of criticism under McCarthy that what we were doing wasn't sustainable because we weren't creating enough chances. We were conceding too many chances. I sort of, I just got it up on my phone, but the, um, xg stats sort of experimental free or at experimental three six one tweeted sort of some league updates and there was one about shots taken versus shots faced per match and we are in the top two percent against Wickham sort of in it's sort of like green sort of to red we're in the top section of that with busy attack quiet defense the attack and effectiveness with regards to shots taken per match and shots taken per goal scored we're again in that top two percent defensive effectiveness, we are the best defence in the league in the formidable section. By a
0: mile, and, three and goals ex-
3: ahead of and Burton then the ex- and expected goals versus expected goals created versus expected goals allowed. We are again the sort of by a fair distance the best attack. Just actually just ahead of Wickham, but us Wickham and Gillingham are sort of well ahead of the pack and defensively we're the best in the league. So so all all the stats are pointing to the fact that we are creating good chances we are conceding no real chances and whilst we may be letting other teams into the games and that can be frustrating we're not we're not looking like conceding many goals and we look much more dangerous and when we do create chance we are we're obviously creating good chances so that stuff is all very positive when you i know i know a lot of people aren't big fans of xg i can sort of say myself i'm not its biggest advocate but they're the sort of criticisms we've had and at the moment we're smashing it on that side
0: well I'm a big fan of XG and it's just another little bit of help to help out the eye test. And when you're confused like me and you hear all those figures and Joe, even talking through the game, when I said, Oh, 60 minutes now, um, MK are going to be on top. And we described one decent chance that came from a long ball, you know, then uh, maybe, maybe um, I need to, I need to review that. Just a quick one on the XG. When we finished 12th, under McCarthy, um, the XG had us 22nd. Thank you, mm. Mr. Waghorn and Mr. Białkowski. So we have been the other way of outperforming um, massively due to individuals. So, um, and yeah, in terms of chance creation, you've said as well, we have missed a fair old. We could have four or five more goals at this stage, well, couldn't
3: James we? James Norwood could have four or five more goals <laughs> at this stage. Like I know he's missed a penalty, but how many one on one chances did he miss?
0: um a blue soap uh, says i think we did one from him but i'll do this one i uh, was not at the game but hearing lots of positive views on wilson see him as play at home but he's always looked like a very bread and butter type player has he got a future i think you covered that haven't you joe yeah, yeah yeah um justin says great to see um itfc getting results however if you play um and he lists a load of players um am i tactically naive in thinking Four four two, Judge plays out of position, and four two three one, Jackson plays out of position. Well, I think um, we had this two or three weeks ago, where it was, you know, what do you do with Jackson? I I think the issue now is, um, is it wingers or is it going to be three in centre midfield? I think it's moved on now to is it two up front because that seems to be staying, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and um, but it, like I say it depends how long we go from there. I've, I've always felt that squad has been built to play sort of some variation of four-three-three or four-two-three-one, and I don't think Jackson has has fitted into it. But he and I'd imagine, unlike Harrison who left in the summer, he probably is still here because he was a big money signing that we didn't really want to take a big loss on in the summer because he's not really a uh, Lambert type player with regards to how he's set up previously but he's he's done really well in pre-season and he's and he's got in the team and he's going to take some shifting from it the way he's playing so it's it's up to, he's got the shirt and it's up to him to lose it at the moment but I, I do see long term that he'll probably be the one that sort of drops out of the team but or but was,
0: joey's gonna get budged to the right in a four three three, or yeah. behind in a four two three one, like waghorn used to i was
3: saying to my friend at the game last night i was thinking i could i could imagine someone like at the end of the season everyone thinking oh yeah would pick a starting team without jackson in it but i can see he could probably end up with sort of like 16 goals in 35 games mm. and sort of still not be seen as the option but it's just a he's just a type of striker that is sort of does really need to play in a two or or learn to play as a wide one in a three, which he hasn't had the opportunity as yet to do so.
0: Um Chris ITFC asks after seeing squad numbers thirty eight, forty four and forty eight, Statman's so done some stuff on this adding up the squad <laughs> numbers, hasn't he? He's asking about the last time of one two eleven. That probably hasn't happened very often since um squad
3: number I doubt, days. I doubt it's ever happened since squad number days.
0: Um Harry Butcher asks, who cares about formations if we are winning?
3: Yeah, well, I think it's still a discussion point, isn't it? I think people want to know how we're playing and sort of to try and build something from it. But ultimately, we're winning games. We're sort of second in the league. We're flying along at over two points a game. We're sort of creating good chances as the XG stats show we're not conceding goals we've got the best defense in the country i think bar leads sort of it's all going very well without and it doesn't really feel like we've clicked as yet and
0: that's the thing that's why people yeah. are questioning formations because yeah. it's like what's what's the plan here what are we gonna what are we gonna end up doing
3: and but, ha- but how much better can it go once it's clicked <laughs> Oh, the, that the way sense. it
0: can go better joe is you just mentioned leeds when you go and watch leeds when from start to finish they just completely strangle a game create 18 chances concede none and win 3-0 that's the only place it that's the only without sounding like a very snobby cocky football fan that's the only place it can go and um maybe we just need to get used to the fact that um we're comfortable defending but football fans are not good with that are they they're, they're not good no. with, with their team being comfortable. They get they get very anxious about it.
3: They like to be on the ball.
0: Yeah, on the ball, scoring three goals and relax at 3-0, I think, with one minute to go. But yeah, I think I think you inadvertently hit the nail on the head. There is always this feeling that we could beat somebody 6-0 or something at some point yeah. if all of that football clicks for all of a game. If even that's a... Possibility with the with the pressing from centre midfielder. Uh, Matt says getting points when clearly having more gears to go is fantastic. Um, but whilst loving having so many points, should it be concerning that a cohesive display still looks way off? One thing is sure: when we do put in a fluid match, I've stolen this thunder here, we'll hit several goals. Does that kind of echo the previous conversation, Joe?
3: It does, but I I don't think it's an issue. I I don't think it's a concern that we haven't had a cohesive performance yet. No, it's not. If if anything, it's the opposite. opposite. That it's a, it's it's excellent that we haven't had what sort would be described as cohesive performances yet, and we're still sort of much better than almost every team we've faced so far, and we're sort of flying flying in the table. It's it's much easier to try and implement sort of a more structured style. That we want to do from a strong position. Imagine if we're sitting there and we're tenth in the league and we've got ten points from eight games, and the fans are starting to turn. We're not selling out away ends. Oh, it and could be a lot worse. We're, we're, we're trying to sort of implement this system that's not really working, and the, yeah, like I say, we could be in a hell of a lot worse position. We're we should be sort of very lucky and sort of happy with where we are.
0: I think, and just in terms of defending the podcast, we just try and look at all angles and if i went outside now and i found a 20 pound note and then i walked a bit further and i found another 20 pound note and then i found another one i found three 20 pound notes and i came in and you said you didn't find any tenors ben we're still happy that i found 60 quid you're just discussing the fact that they're all 20s and there's no tens in there it's a relevant point um and a stupid analogy scott burley great name i always say that when he mails in um our manager is good at pr but does he actually know what he's doing tactically? Fact that we can only seem to play one good half, which suggests he doesn't know how to respond when the opposition changes it around him. Oh, he's really gone for him. We seem to be doing well despite of him, not because of him. Um, unpack that one, Joe.
3: <laughs> well, I think that's massively unfair on Lamb, but maybe. But football management isn't just about tactics. It's about recruitment, getting the right players in, getting the right spirit in the dressing room, the right spirit at the club. And while maybe, I say, I'm I'm sure there's fans that have concerns about him tactically, I, I don't think anyone can question the job he's done since the start of this season. I know, I think he probably should have got us closer to staying up last year. I I, I think we went down a bit too easily last year, but he did a hell of a lot of work off the pitch in sort of building up the fan base. It seems that between Marcus Evans and Leo Neal and Paul Lambert, that there's a very good work relationship. He's got his targets in and he's sort of, I say, at the end of the day, we are second in the league with a game in hand. And like I say, while some of our fans and sometimes myself might not agree with the tactics being used, there's obviously a reason why we're using them and they're obviously working.
0: And Joe, I listened to this podcast the other day. Do you listen to those TIFO football podcasts ever?
3: Yeah, I do,
0: yeah. One with Steve Morrison. And he said the one thing where fans get it wrong is they don't, fans do not know what the instructions are. And Morrison gave the example. um, He has a whole bunch of fans yelling at him to go and press the guy. And the clear instruction he got before the game, don't press that guy. Stand off, let him have the ball. He's crap
3: on the ball, let him have it because he'll give it back to us effectively.
0: Yeah, um, we say about Lambert and tactics yesterday. Who's to say that this this whole sit back thing was completely completely the plan? <laughs> you don't. No. no one knows. You don't know what the in, don't know what the instructions are. It could be Vincent Young and Garbert, go for it for thirty minutes. But when I tell you fold back and don't go forward anymore, you don't. You just don't know what the instructions no, are. No,
3: like I say, I remember under the under the previous manager where there's games where we're sitting so deep and we're like, come on, and you can see him and his assistant on the touchline and they're G and the players up trying to push him forward and sort of trying to get the line up, but the players are dropping and like I say, at the end of the day, these are sort of humans, not robots on the pitch and they end up sort of doing what they want to do and you can only, you can only sort of lead the horse to water, can't you? And if they are nervous and they're worried about making mistakes and they've noticed the striker has got a little bit of a yard on them and they drop and drop and it's just, it's a structure and i say it's it is what, whatever the sort of criticisms are it is working at the moment and we are we're probably the best team in the league at, at the moment and whether we've got further to go or whether this is what it's going to be like through the through the rest of the season i don't know but if we keep playing like we are we are going to be there or thereabouts come may
0: i think just to if i can just come back on one of your points Joe you're totally right um I think tactically, Mick was very, very good um, in terms of can I stand on the side of the pitch and spot stuff, action it, that will change things in the game. What I think nowadays, particularly in the last 15 years, is that a good philosophy and a well-practiced team, even if you've got a real shrewd operator in the dugout, you can't beat them if they do it well. Do you know what I no, mean, it's... and you know people like dare I say Norwich Leeds and Villa and whatnot last season in our division um at Sheffield united as well um you can tweak and tactic or whatever all you like but and, and this comes back to the thing about pattern of play when when that is set and well practiced especially over a two year period it's it, it's like...
3: But I think our pattern of play is what we're working on, is counter-attacking football, is to try and Seems to be win the ball back at the now, yeah. And I know, like I said, there's a lot of questions on with regards to last night, and it might sound like I'm sort of being overly defensive on it, but you have to have to look at the team we had out there at the end of the game. John Nolan, who hasn't played 90 minutes Keen. since last season. Will Keane's playing 65 minutes. He hasn't oh, would had hurt. a season. Luke Garbert, who has been out for five weeks and that's no reserve football straight back into that team. Grian Edwards hasn't played a huge amount of football. I know he was a late sub, but James Wilson, another player who hasn't played a lot, there isn't a lot of legs in that team that was going to be able to keep pressing, especially with another game coming up Saturday. And I think that was what we needed to do was to sit back, but it's always dicey doing that when you're you're only 1-0 up, but... Sort of, you're, you're judged almost in hindsight on those, and, and we won. So Lambert's judged well. Had we conceded, he'd be criticised more for it.
0: Um, sorry, this question just come into my head. Uh, do you think um, Kane Vincent Young could play even further forward than he does?
3: I, th- I think he's he has good, isn't it. he? He's like he's so two footed. I, I don't think I've seen a player. Well, not at this level. So I haven't seen a huge amount at this level. But even in the Championship, who is a just ball back coming inside, Joe. <coughs> I know he's played a lot of left back as well previously, so he can play on either side. But he is so comfortable on either foot that when he dribbles, he just like it's it's, it's really really impressive technique to watch when you just see him shifting between feet, going either way, and sort of not not blinking an eyelid. He's genuinely very very two footed at dribbling and sort of touch.
0: Um, Andy asks, is Holy better than Bart?
3: At what? Generally. Football. I think he's better at football than Bart, but uh, Bart's a better goalkeeper and that's why he's in the championship and why Holy's in league one, but Holy is 26, 27 and he's sort of seems to have had quite a sharp progress over the last two seasons at Gillingham. And I said, there's definitely a lot to like about Holy. And I think he's, he could be one of those signings that is a really, really good signing for us and stays here a long time.
0: Interesting. Um, Benjamin says Hughes had a comfortable performance, winning back possession, grabbing an assist. Um, could he be a valuable asset to our midfield? Um, I I still think he ends the season not as the first guy, and he's still being um,
3: yeah,
0: you know, ripped in and out. I think.
3: I I, I I don't know if if he can sort of put together a sort of a run of games like he has. Like, I think he played against Spurs in the cup, Luton in the cup, obviously tonight we've got another cup game against Gillingham in a little bit if he can if he can carry on playing then you're not going to be able to keep him out of the team because he is just not only is he probably the uh, sort of best player when fit if he can get back to that but he's also left footed so it gives you that lovely balance in the midfield as well
0: mm. um thomas Eberling says considering tonight's performance which would you rather have going forward width with wide midfielders or more bodies in the middle of the park what's your preference joe
3: I personally, I like bodies in the middle of the park when if you can play the ball neatly between them because I think that's so much harder to defend against. Where, when you've got width, just, it can just be quite frustrating. Just cross after cross after cross. I like my wide players to be able to cut inside and make things happen on the sort of interior of the pitch.
0: I just think it's a necessity, Joe. This is League One, and as much as I love to see. Everyone loves to see a winger flying down the line, don't they? When you come up against, I don't know, Accrington away and they stuff three old, you know, war horses in the centre of midfield, your wingers aren't a lot of use there, are they?
3: No. And also <laughs> getting cross in the box. A lot of, a lot of players at this level are there because they are maybe not the best footballers, but heading, kicking, that sort of thing is, is just their absolute bread and butter.
0: Um, tractor boy, Pete asks about formation as well. Um, Ian, asks what do you think was the reason for our second half drop off Norwood going off four players lacking match fitness or MK improving David Diamond would say a bit of all three wouldn't he
3: yeah I'd probably probably say a bit of all three as well Was sort of Norwood you lost that drive from the front of the pitch that that higher press we obviously as I sort of just mentioned about lacking match fitness in a number of players meant we were going to struggle to keep up the intensity we played in the first half and Milton Keynes, they sort of went more direct. They, they sort of chucked more strikes on the pitch, and they sort of had more balls. So yeah, sort of across all three. But I, I, I don't think we was bad in the second half as is made out. I just think we.
0: I've re, I've recalibrated on that since we've been doing the pod, Joe. Yeah, so you, you, I, just, I just think we were quite me. comfortable.
3: I just thought we were relatively comfortable. We just didn't use the ball well enough in our sort of rare forays into their half. Hmm.
0: Um, Pete kind of asked a similar question about the drop off in the second half. Mikey, good old Mikey, why did he post his picture with Ronaldo today, or does he just post that every? To be fair, I would post that every couple of months. Yeah. Um, my missus met um Luton manager of last season and burly forward Mick Harford last night.
3: I hope she didn't get leave with a black eye with sort of <laughs> elbows, <laughs> elbows flying around. <laughs>
0: I do. He was very nice, actually.
3: Um, I'm sure he's never hit a woman either. As
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't advocating the use of casual drugs. Um, it's,
3: a, it's a man's game. He, know, he knows, knows
0: that. He knows what I mean. Yeah. Um, Mikey asks, do you miss answering questions on when we can expect to see Hughes back? How long did that last for? He did his hip against Borough before December. Gary Hunt got sacked. December 2017, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah.
3: So basically the whole of 2018. And
0: How many times have you personally on the pod answered an M.A. Hughes question?
3: Oh, I don't know. It's, it's got to be in sort of, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be somewhere near there. But I've also seen him play in that time for the under-23s. So I've been able to give updates. Oh, yeah, he's he's played for them. And then see you later. He's gone again. <laughs> but
0: um, Mullet asks, does the Norwood injury allow us to take stock of where we are by an enforced change? Or is it, a massive concern, given his status as the main man. I think what Mullet's saying, main man, is you know this this talisman thing that we were talking about in the last pod with Rich. Yeah. Can we play this as a positive that you can now go one up front with Jackson and drop Keane behind in a four-two-three-one? as another system for you, or do we take this as a big negative, being all the charisma and personality he plays with?
3: I, I don't I don't think it's a, I don't think it can be argued that it's a positive that we're missing sort of our top scorer and the guy who has. But I say, as well as Jackson's played this year, I think a lot of that has been down to playing with Norwood. I think he's been able to occupy defenders and clatter around in the middle of the pitch, allowing Jackson the freedom of the channels to run into, which he's exploited. So, no, I don't think he's a positive in that respect.
0: Um, Tim says, which away fixture are you most looking forward to? Um... I'm quite looking forward to Oxford, actually. I'm not that far. Um, we've been for dinner there before so that means i might be able to persuade my missus and um, we know a nice restaurant there um i I think i'll I'll say oxford not rochdale on a tuesday night i'm already planning asking my boss to get away early for that
3: one yeah maybe um south end End is a bit of a stitch up because it's my um, son's first birthday the day after so it's Mm. sort of while all these sort of bookings are taking place on the train, I'm thinking, oh, I'm probably just going to have to drive down there and duck off home early. So it's not going to be quite as fun as the last time I went down there for, for, for the game, but maybe Tranmere, because sort of one of my friends is from the Wirral who, who lives down here. And I think he's we, we're sort of half talking about having a weekend up there and had a good weekend in Liverpool a few weeks back. So
0: last time I went, still... um, I went to Liverpool, um, I did this job and then we had a hotel and you know like the Mersey Tunnel thing? The guy yeah. I was following to the hotel went the wrong way and we went, you know, through the Mersey Tunnel towards Tramere, yeah. then got right to the tolls and had to do a really dodgy turn to then go back through it the other way. So um I have bad memories of accidentally nearly getting to Tramier. Um Richard Woodward, the excellent heroic Richard Woodward although I'm getting fed up of Richard's Coventry Love, he almost seems yeah. pleased that they're that they're above us.
3: Yeah, it's like he's happy that we're both in the top (laughs) two, but he's secretly happier that they're above us.
0: Yeah, Richard, you need to um, answer these claims. On the show, on Sunday, Richard, um, is he on? Or is it you and Mikey? I can't remember, Joe.
3: Um, I I think it's Mikey and me, and then maybe one other. Uh, Rich might be in.
0: Yeah, he, he can answer it then. He says, in your opinion, who in the current squad will be the next ITFC player to reach 250 appearances like Cole Skews and Chambo before him?
3: I suppose the obvious answer is Freddie Sears, who's. I've got my programme out with my notes in it, who is on 176, okay. so sort of 74 appearances short. He's just had his contract extended, which takes him to the end of next season. So if he comes in and plays as he was under Lambert previously, he's not going to be far off it by the end of that, and he, he should push on. But sort of, if you discount Sears for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, sort of someone like Flynn Downs, you'd, you'd think we'd need to sort of travel with him to to achieve it. Some of the o- other players are a bit old. Maybe Luke Wolfenden, even maybe someone like Thomas Holy. Or mm. it's
0: he, an interesting I could see him one. staying
3: here a long time.
0: When you're not in the top division, it's hard for players to do tons and tons of games because you're looking for a player who's good enough to be in the first team the whole time, but not good enough to be in the first team and star and
3: therefore... Yeah.
0: Fair enough if you're Paul Sculls, okay, I can just probably pick the worst example of the most brilliant player you can get, but, but if but you're...
3: even like all the class of 92, you could say, not... I know Phil Neville ended up leaving, but sort of your Gary Neville's, Ryan Giggs, Paul Skulls, they came into a team and then were able to excel and stay at the level required. Even when you look at Ipswich's record appearance maker, Mick Mills, he was a player that sort of came through... I know he came across from Portsmouth but admittedly, through the youth system here afterwards and ended up being one of the best full-backs in the country, captain in his country, while in that time, which managed to stay as a top, effectively, six team in the country. And it's very, very difficult to have your career tied to one team that doesn't excel.
0: That was always my um, issue with Nugent scoring against us all the time was that you had to find this one guy who was... Um, well, we were an average to crap championship team for 10 years in a row. He was an above average enough to be promoted and then get sold back down every time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the fact that he's even playing against us over and over again means he's not going, oh, there we go, enough of the news around. He's at Preston now, isn't he? He's gone back. Um, I'm sure I'll run into him this season at some point. Um, Michael Smith says, another injury, this time Norwoods. Um, do you think Keane is ready for a long run in the team?
3: He's he's looked sharp in both games he's played but obviously he hasn't had a big pre-season so it's just minutes minutes under the belt that he's sort of trying to get it's whether I don't, I don't know i I just can't see that we can risk norwood on saturday if if he's gone off with a muscle injury and i think we're playing tranmere at home the week after this game and he's not going to want to miss he's not going to want to miss that game is he against them so
0: goals a clock
3: yeah i i just i just think He's not going to play on Saturday and so Keane is probably going to need to start and we'll see what he's got in him. But he's, look, he's, look, he's looked very sharp when he's played, but it's, it's flagged. So whether it's uh, Keane for an hour, maybe you need to bring Jordan Roberts back into the squad and have him on the bench so that we do have an option on the bench to sort of allow Keane to sort of only play an hour on Saturday if, if that's what's needed.
0: I think you might need to dust off um, Guinevere again to predict what the hell... Lambert is going to do on Saturday so it is Gillingham away and we spoke at length about this three game week how's he going to do it which players is he going to rotate out now of course you have the issue of that basically we played 4-4-2 for weeks we were going to play 3-5-2 changed it after 90 seconds and then this 4-4-2 diamond is in um, in the running and let me make this harder for you you've got Kenlock to factor in Wolfenden, Judge, none of them played... I'm trying to think of any other big misses. No. Um, what um, is he going to do? Gillingham, a 15th, 10 points from eight. As you pointed out, Joe, decent goal-scoring total. They've got 14 in their eight games thus far. Um, draw at Bristol Rovers. Win over Wickham. Um, oh, Ben Pringle as well. Lovely. Um... <laughs> What, what, what are you thinking? What the hell system stroke team is he going to play?
3: I'd, I'd imagine it's going to be linked to what Gillingham play. I, I don't know what formation they are setting up with at the moment, but I'd I'd pers- I'd personally look to go with the diamond. Sort of all, all things being equal, because I, I do I do think that worked quite well, and it That's allowed not too much of a move away, is it that? Either? No, and it allowed the fullbacks to push on. So if you were to look at sort of the team last night so if you've got Holy's going to keep his place in goal obviously mm-hmm. vincent young right back Wolf. I, pers- I personally thought luke garb struggled at left back defensively last night defensively
0: I, 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 very good going forward in the first yeah i wasn't impressive
3: defensively at all um but if we are going to play it as a diamond and have the fullbacks pushing on then you're going to need him up there instead of kenlock the Wolf's is going to probably come back in and i, I don't think I think Chambers is going to sort of get himself out of this rotation because I just can't see that you can keep dropping your captain and not playing him because I think think we miss him when he doesn't play. So I'd probably say Chambers and the Wolf at the back, Sku sitting in front, and then it's probably going to need to be Flynn Downs and John Nolan in the sort of midfield two with Alan Judge ahead of them and Caden Jackson, Will Keane up front
0: interesting interesting um so you're off to gillingham on saturday mikey will be there as well joe um and i think we've vaguely figured out who's going to be on the show this weekend um it's a good time though isn't it i know we have conversations about oh what could we do better what isn't convincing us but by no means are we in the um meltdown category on the podcast and um it's it's a fun time at the moment to to be an Ipswich fan, would you agree, Joe?
3: Oh definitely, and you can see that by the sort of the the spirit in the fan base, the amount of away tickets we're selling, the sort of the even the home games. We, we twenty thousand to a League One game. I know we weren't quite there, but nineteen thousand there on Saturday, twenty four against Sunderland. It's sort of unbelievable numbers. When you see the I know that D three, D four always tweets out the away attendances, the home attendances we're top of that every, every week I think it might be because we're sort of alternating home games with Sunderland but we're taking more away fans than anyone in the league and other than Sunderland we're getting bigger home attendances than anyone so sort of really really good to see and sort of a lot of hard work has gone on behind the scenes and, and the, the team are repaying the faith the fans are showing in them so it's all, all good to see at the moment
0: And just a quick shout for Lambert. I was sat behind him yesterday, um, fist pumping, winning free kicks in stoppage time. And, you know, just back to his. I remember when the first game I saw under Lambert, I wasn't at the Preston game, was at Reading, where I actually thought we played really well. And um, things could have been a lot different if we had won that game. He was an absolute jack-in-the-box. And he looked like he had a little bit of the chutzpah knocked out of him as the season went on nice to see him
1: um, well
3: he gave a. I i think the video has been on twitter but he came in front of the away fans and overshadowed chambers fist pump with his own fist pump and thrusting and <laughs> sort of the, the hips were going oh snake yeah it's hips were going it was he you could you could you could tell this was a massive win last night when you sort of dig in for that one nil both chambers and lambert the sort of you could tell they're massively relieved with that and it's Hopefully, something we can use as a springboard to really keep kicking on with and keep this relentless pace we're setting up.
0: And we spoke about the, you know, the points total. You're still in a position now where you lose a game and you're still at two points per game. And you know, you start to look at all these clean sheets. Even, even another nil-nil, and you're at 19 points from nine games and six clean know, sheets. Six clean sheets, you're setting the standards very, very high. Right, Joe. Absolute pleasure. Lovely to see you. Um, yesterday and always a pleasure to share the pod with you um where can the lovely people find you on twitter and instagram if you publicize that
3: one um, i'm not really on twitter at the moment anymore i'm taking a little break from it absence
0: but of leave
3: i'm what, still why on is a- that joe just I've, I've just sort of got a bit bored of scrolling <laughs> through of social idiots? media or are you the no, idiot I, I still look on there and I, if there's sort of comments to me, I'll still reply to them, but it's just more the inane scrolling first thing in the morning of just <laughs> politics and Brexit and football and NFL and everything that's on there. So I'm sort of being a little bit more selective on it, but DMs are open. I'm always happy to speak to people about football. So I'll enjoy that.
0: So at Joe Fairs on Twitter and Joe will be at Gillingham, he has done the the three game week amazingly. Where am I? I'm at Millwall. I'm not that far away. Um, this um, this Saturday checking in Bart. Uh, yeah, we'll will do actually. Yeah, um, they're playing QPR, so I probably um, Bart might be a busy boy given their shot count um, through the season so far. Um, follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Bloom. Trying to do Instagram, but I'm not very good. Um, but follow anyway YouTube is the place though where you can pick up all the Blue Monday content and all of the other championship stuff I do and Joe has sold it very well I'll be at Millwall QPR on Saturday if you want to check in with um, Bart and um, there'll be another Ripsbridge link somewhere that I can't think of no Alan Judge didn't go to QPR did he Um, we'll figure that out Um, but yeah join us again on Sunday is Simo
3: Luongo playing for QPR
0: no he's gone to Wednesday hasn't he (laughs) no
3: But, yeah, it episode. wasn't worth interrupting you for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's always worth interrupting me. Everybody knows that. Um at Blue Mundo on Twitter. Follow us there, but hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um and we'll try and devise a way of live streaming this. Um really put the other hosts on their on their toes. No mistakes. No mistakes live. Um thank you very much for listening. Um Joe, say something witty, um, amusing, insightful And or pithy.
3: Um, Anyone for a shandy.